Hello, hooligans, and welcome to the final episode of our mini-campaign, The Harvest. The party has succeeded in defeating the avatars of the witches and obtaining their totems. But what hope do they have now that they know the true threat to the villagers of Glen Hollow? Find out next in our campaign finale, Fired Up. On a personal note, I want to take some time to thank a few people. First of all, I want to thank my players, Frank, Morgan, AJ, and Justin, for their help in telling this story. They truly are the heroes of Glen Hollow. I'd also like to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on this adventure. We hope that you've had fun listening to this as much as we've had fun playing it. And lastly, I'd like to thank the amazingly talented cast of The Hollow Scare Zone at Not Scary Farm. You all were the inspiration to this twisted homage of mine. You are the reason why all roads lead to The Hollow. Next episode, we return to our main campaign, Vermingard. I can't wait to find out what happens next. I hope Adante survives okay. Remember, if you like what you hear, share the love on social media by liking us and telling your friends. Heck, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell the postman. I don't care, just tell somebody. And don't forget to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you and Happy New Year. Hello, hooligans, and welcome back to The Harvest. This is Benji, and I'm excited to bring you this season finale of our mini-campaign. Once again, I am joined by Frank, Morgan, AJ, and Justin. And we're just going to jump right back in. When we last left our intrepid heroes, they had discovered some rather alarming news regarding Wilhelm, the witch hunter, and who he is aligned with. It turns out that the Church of the Allfather and that is throughout the Southern Reaches and beyond is actually the Blight. And Wilhelm has been using the Blighted or these followers and to strike back at the Witches of the Hollow. It seems like he's been here before 30 years ago, hasn't aged, and now he has a new army and new powers to level against them. So they found this out. They've also been to Glen Hollow and everybody who can carry a sword in Glen Hollow is now turning out to march upon the hollow and stop Wilhelm and his minions. So that's where he last left off. The party was able to actually get some much needed rest and gather their strength. And now they have exited the inn. It is probably about 10 o'clock at night and they see the entire town that can carry a weapon is out. And they're all looking at the four heroes, the heroes of Glen hollow expectantly. And we open up with that. <clears throat> Locke will take a step forward and sort of survey the situation. Can you, I'm going to do a perception check. Can you explain what everyone is looking like, what they have? Like, Certainly. Yeah. Um, well, that's not great. I got a... Oh, no, it is great. I got a 18. Thought All it was right. seven. <laughs> uh, so with that, you're able to tell that you can see that it looks like Blord- between Blordenac and Lysandria, they've grouped people together in uh, small groups. So you have a more seasoned individual that is with each one of the groups. You can see there are some that are pretty green. Uh, some that are maybe not as spry as they used to be, but still able to carry a weapon. Anyone that was fit enough is out there, and they seem to be grouped with people that know what they're doing. You'd say, all in all, there's maybe about only 20 individuals, not counting Lysandria and Blordenac. So you have 22 individuals that are out here ready to take the fight to the Hollow and to uh, the Witch Hunter. 
Most are armed with most are you have some with swords, most have spears. Locke will regard everyone individually for at least half a second. He'll try his best to lock eyes with everyone. Um and he will he, he, so he's in his full armor and he has his shield and his hammer and he puts his his hammer to his chest and bows his head um, in regard to the townsfolk and speaks while looking at the ground momentarily. And he says, <clears throat> we are not one of you. We are outsiders who know nothing of your struggles, your loss, your pain. But I tell you this on this day, we are acquainted very well with struggles, with hardships, and we have taken yours onto ourselves. I know things seem bleak. I know that you're looking at yourselves now. You say you're not soldiers, you're not fighters. But when I look at you all, and I see what you have to lose. I can sense. I can feel your spirit. And I ask you all now to raise your arms and join us as we fight for Glen Hollow. Are you with me? Frank? I want to uh, ask you, if you would, please, to give me a persuasion check with advantage. Ooh, buddy. All right. I have a plus seven to persuasion, so <laughs> the first one's a five, so that's a 12. And the second one is an 18. 18 total? Uh, that's I rolled an 18 plus oh, seven, so 25. so 25. You hear this loud cheer go up from every individual out there. They're lifting their spears, you know, doing the fist pumping or whatever. And uh, above it all, you were hearing uh, everybody just like, yes, yeah, we could do it. We could do it. Uh, <laughs> oddly enough, one of the individuals who is out there is Dimitri. And he is saying, I told you he's vodka. It helps everybody. This man is a juggernaut. <laughs> so yeah, there is the, there is a definite morale bonus, or there's a morale uh, improvement, I should say. But you you get a hero point. Awesome. So that was very well said. And everyone is around and Blordenak is just beaming, nodding his head. And Lissandria nods like, oh, that's pretty damn good. And you have these people, folks, you are truly all of you, the heroes of Glen Hollow right now. And they you have a feeling they would follow you into anything at this point. Sometimes because they have nothing else to lose, but mainly it's just they they're with you 110%. Locke will look to his compatriots and he'll regard them each individually. And all he'll say is thank you for everything. Well, you're uh, welcome. <laughs> yeah. But also you, thank you. I feel very inspired right now. Carl's not very good with emotion. So she just kind of looked down, looks up. It's kind of like you too. And then finger guns and then looks back down. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> 
All right. So you all start out and you figure it's probably better not to go on horse this time. It's probably about, it will take about an hour to get there, but it would be easier to move, especially at night on foot rather than with the horses. You uh, follow, there is, you look around, by the way, and you don't see, you don't see the old man Craven there. As you're searching, Lysandria kind of sees this and comes over to you all. And he said he will be here. He's finishing preparing the talismans. He will take a horse and he knows the way. He said he's been here before 30 years ago. He said, we'll, we'll follow you into, well, death itself, it seems. It takes a you know a little while, even with all the cheering and stuff like that, and people are starting to die down as they kind of understand. As they, you all start to cross over Lockerbie Bridge past the Felry River, it sets in what you're going to do. You're going to take on this individual and his minions who are now supposedly backed by the Blight itself, which has been a boogeyman and horror story for centuries in the Southern Reaches. As they go up against the Hollow, which you have, many people have their own fears about. Morale starts to sag a little bit. As you get further in, but people seem to be in good spirits still. They're determined. What are you all thinking? I'm going to go around and start with uh, Finn. What are you thinking as you're entering the hollow, going up to what's known as the hollow's heart? Well, I've seen enough um, to make any other man from the city believe. Um, I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to be able to make it back to uh, inform my brothers about uh, about all this and that's um that's okay that's uh that's not exactly the worst situation i can find myself in especially liberating this this town and um just uh let's just get it done let's just uh yeah let's just keep it moving would you say that uh finn has had a bit of a change of heart because yeah. I mean, you're starting this off, it's was all about the money. I mean, I'm not going to say no to money, <laughs> but uh, it's not exactly the uh, the priority here anymore. Interesting. All right, let's go next to Carl, Carlora. What's on your mind right now? Just the mission at hand. I'm I'm absolutely. Absolutely terrified. I know Pidge can, can can sense it too, but to be brave, I have to show a brave face, even if I'm feeling absolutely terrified. So I'm just focusing, remembering all of my training, remembering just everything to to get me to survive through this. Okay. And next to Pocket. What's going through your head right now? Um, Pocket is in an odd sense of zen. 
it's kind of come down to if I'm going to die, at least I'm dying in a place that I love because it's a forest and there's no denying that it's probably home territory. So it feels like protecting home, even though he's new there. All right. And lastly, Locke. Locke is, he's actually at peace. So he, he's already sort of solved his, he's finished his quest. He, he found Blordnack. He found him alive. And as weird as it sounds, this is kind of everything else, you know, saving a town is kind of icing on the cake for him. Um, or at the very least attempting to save the town. He's been raised to, to do what's right and to, to help people. And if he's to die, it might as well be in the name of helping people who can't help themselves or at the very and you know, looking at the crowd of people with him, he's even more glad that he had a hand in helping them realize that the defense of this town is their own obligation, something that they can stand up and fight for themselves. So regardless of how this turns out, and as short as Locke's life has been up until this point, I mean, he's only about 25, 26. He feels like he's making a difference, and that's all he's ever wanted to do since he's joined the Haven Guard. Excellent. So you all, as you're marching on, kind of lost in your own thoughts, thinking about what's to come. When you realize you have not encountered any of the residents of the hollow this time at all. No Ettons, no red caps, no shadows in the trees, nothing. As you look up, you notice that is the uh, tonight is a full moon. And it seems oddly quiet in this primeval forest as you come upon what must be a small hill going up to a, sto- a circle of stone monoliths. And you can tell there is a, there's a lot of torchlight at the top of this. And there's some trees around it, but not inside because you're going up there and someone's up there. And with last, you know, checking of weapons, looking at the people around you, you ascend Hollow's Heart. As you get closer up, the wind starts to pick up, and there's a cold, bitter wind at the end of a harvest. Most of the times you would think it is a harvest being an end of toiling the land bring in the bounty, and preparing for a long, dark, cold winter. But now this takes on a more sinister feeling. What will this cold, dark winter bring? What you're facing now, not just for Glen Hollow, but for all the southern reaches and perhaps beyond. As you ascend the hill, you are met by an odd sight if you could see if you could say something is odd in the hollow this even stands out 
assembled around what looks like a large effigy in the shape of a man made of sticks, twine, leaves, logs, standing probably about 12 to 15 feet high would be your guess, is it looks like a wicker man used in the old days by the old religion. Amongst the uh, stones, these standing stones, and spaced out in these standing stones are a number of people that other villagers recognize right away as some of their own people. There's dozens of individuals. There's villagers. You can hear people murmuring around that. Oh, that's the Waylands over there. That's that's Zachary Biggs over there. No, 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 no. And they're all looking and these people were once human. But now their faces have become more sallow. Their skin has turned gray. Hair is starting to fall out. And they look like the first gift of the blight has blessed them. They have become ghouls or will shortly. You can see some of them like hissing at you and smile or bare teeth and the teeth are sharpened fangs. Their hands have become claws now. Amongst them, there are others that are not so far and have not received the same blessing. But as you look at the cold autumn wind about you, you shiver a bit more as you see some of these individuals. Finn, you recognize some people you knew from the River Jacks. Blordenax stiffens up a bit. As you can feel this just at your side, Locke, as you look in his the same direction he's looking in, and you see some of your brethren, Sylvia Grant and Tychus, the Dragonborn, Dragonborn Haven Guard, are standing and smiling at you two. And this is kind of a mocking smile, and they bow slightly. And they make a mockery of taking their hammers to their breasts in the salute. In the middle of all this, this is the, lar- the individual you saw before in a large coat and a larger hat. The fires, the torches, and the bonfire in the mil- middle casting an odd glow about his face, almost a feverish look as he's accompanied by the shorter man in the multicolored jacket you saw before with the three with the claw marks over him. And everyone just stops and looks at you. And it's just quiet. You're hearing the popping of the bonfire and the torches and the wind whistling through the stones. And finally, the witch hunter speaks up. Ah, I see you made it. How fortuitous. And, well, it looks like you brought the town and then some with you. Blordenak, were my accommodations not to your liking? Blordenak responds with something in dwarven which is equivalent of sod off and fuck a goat. And since you're all here to witness this momentous occasion with my good friends. You're counting there's probably more than a score of people here with him or creatures with him. 
You even spot off in the distance. It looks like you're picking out some red caps, not the ones you've seen before, but some red caps that have that sallow look about them like the humans do. Even a twisted treant lumbering over even higher, uh, almost as high as the stones themselves and close to what the wicker man is twisted gnarled with this sickly green sap coming out of it it too has been infected by the blight you find yourself now at the top of this hill and the a hollow's heart outnumbered and at that point the witch hunter looks over Mordecai, would you do me the favor and prepare the wicker man? Make sure it is safe and secure. With that, the little man nods his head eagerly and says, sure, boss, right away, right away. Goes up and starts, goes into the wicker man and starts tying things down. And Wilhelm looks back at you all. Well, nothing to say in this momentous occasion. We're finally going to strike down the evil that is the hollow. You, at least you, Havenguard Knights, you should join your brethren. Locke will laugh sort of angrily, and then he'll look at his two former companions and spit on the ground while not breaking eye contact. When the Tychus looks at you and spits as well and goes, What's the matter, half-breed? Too high and mighty to consort with your fellows. <laughs> <laughs> Locke will Locke will laugh a little bit <laughs> he says I thought those with dragon blood were smarter than this perhaps I overestimated you Tychus Sylvia speaks up then yes, we picked the winning side now who's the smart one that remains to be seen uh, right, there's a cry out from inside the Wickman. Uh, boss, I, I think you get it ready. All we need to do now is put in a sacrifice. Um, uh, if, if you'd like to step up, sir, you know, get inside and, you know, take care of business. Oh, no need, Mordecai. I already have the sacrifice. Uh, come again, sir. And you see the witch hunter just his, he starts to chant and thrust his hand out towards the wicker man. And his eyes light up with this sickly green glow as the wicker man with Mordecai Craven Jr. inside burst into flame. Oh, my God. And as this happened, everyone uh, says, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, the, the people kind of like startled with this. You know, the villagers are like, what the heck? And over all this commotion, Wilhelm cries out to the crowd here, to all of you and to the people gathered here already. I arrived in the hollow as a hunter. Now I stand before you a victor. The witches, and he holds up these talismans, which are now glowing, like dripping with this green on them, have lost their power. Tonight we burn this wicker man in a show of our strength. And he starts to talk again and is interrupted. There is a flash of lightning. Just comes down, crashing boom of thunder. And next thing you hear from all around you, an elderly voice. Not so fast, witch hunter. 
You offer your followers nothing more than baubles, empty lies, and suffering. And it just, everyone kind of stops for a moment, looks around, and you see the three witches are there. Mother, mother, maiden, and crone. While you are all coming up from the western area of the hill, and they are all gathered in the east, the uh, Wilhelm and his, his group there, from the north come the three witches. And the, the witch hunter just pauses for a moment, kind of starts, looks around. Everyone's kind of quiet. And he starts just laughing. <laughs> Baubles, empty lies. Your voice betrays you, witch. You fear the blight. You finally fear me. And then the maiden just starts to laugh, this high laugh. <laughs> you and the blight have no power here, witch hunter. And from behind the witches, Come redcaps, scarecrows, treants, emptying from the woods. There's even a very large Etten, to, uh, Etten behind them, who quietly looks over and sees you guys. He goes, hello again, baby man. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And then the fog starts to roll up all around the hill coming up. As you start hearing a very familiar jingling of metal as the faceless soldiers arrive, being led by the general. Men, form up ranks for the hollow. And they get behind. There's some behind the witches and that group. and. Disturbing enough behind and around your group. For a moment, everything is quiet. And then some of the, the, the ghouls look at each other. Even Tychus and Sylvia are looking a little bit disturbed because now it seems like the odds are even. But then Wilhelm, the witch hunter, just smiles. Are you sure about that? He turns to the wicker man and cries out, Witness now the true power of the blight. And with that, he falls to the ground and a sickly green glow escapes from his mouth and his eyes gathering up. And then it whisks away to the wicker man. The flames in the wicker man now turn to this sickly green color. As it moves its heads towards you all and roars, If I cannot purge you by fire, I shall purge you all by plague. Roll for initiative, folks. Oh, God. What the fuck? <laughs> Great. Aha. Seven for Mark. All right, seven. Woo! Going to strike it out hard. Okay. Twelve for Pocket. All right. Ten for Carl. Okay. Finn? 
I got six. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, let me go ahead and see. For we're real slow to the, uh, for this battle. We, uh, we've had we've number. had a few days. It's 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 been odd. It's been it's been difficult. It's it's, it's been bad. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen. It seems like the floodgates are now open. Open. There is now a cry that goes up, and you see chaos. The villagers kind of think for a moment. They're looking at each other. Look back to you, and Bordenat goes for Glen Hollow, for the Southern Reaches. Goes charging in. The villagers charge in. You've got uh, Lysandra as she is going by. She's rushing in. Uh, she just looks. Uh, she just looks and says, "An Elven for us all." And you were able to pick that up, of course. Uh, one of you is. Uh, in, Me. Yeah. What did she say? <laughs> <laughs> I think she said something incredibly inspirational. Now go. Yeah. Uh, and you, the maiden, just shrieks, "Kill them! Kill them! Kill them all!" And the everybody from the witch's side just goes rushing in. The witches start to go ahead and they start holding hands and they're chanting. Everybody else is just rushing in. The Etten is clashing with this treant here. It, it's just this entire place is just it's complete chaos now. It seems like everywhere you look, there's now fighting. Uh, the Wicker Man. You're seeing people, villagers go down. You're seeing uh, some of the residents of the hollow go down. You're seeing the ghouls being crushed under Etten feet. Uh, you're seeing a red cap is just slashing into, it looks like uh, one of the rogues from the River Jackson Riverhold, uh, while another one backstabs a faceless soldier and regrets it when the faceless soldier turns around and grabs a hold of it and chokes him to death it's just going all over the place but the one thing you see pete doesn't matter who they are either side the wicker man is just slamming people aside and heading straight to you for it's pocket's turn what do you do oh besides pee yourself that's that's probably the highest option right now that's a bonus um, action. I'll allow it. I mean, uh, my regular bonus action, I'm going to, of course, cast Shillelagh on my staff because it's going to help me out in the long run. Um, so the, the the big thing that I need that we're really focused on right now is the Waker Man. Yeah. Well, there's other ones in front of you. There's there's some you could there's a couple things you could tag. But it looks like everyone's pretty much tied up. It almost was this unspoken thing of the wicker man saying straight to you and no one else wants to get in its way. Mm-hmm. And it's still on fire. Oh, it's still on this green. It's still wreathed in this green eldritch fire. Well, then my fire probably not going to do much. I'm just going to look at whatever's the closest thing to me currently and just smack it with my shillelagh. All right. One of the ghouls. Uh, does a 19 hit 19 definitely hits. For seven damage. All right, seven damage. It takes it. It gets it stuck right in the. It goes right into the neck. It turns to look at you and hisses, and its head is lopped off by one of the villagers. You think it might have been the smith. 
Where it is now because now there is a large wolfhound on top of it just rending it. Volk! <laughs> All right, we go next to Carl. You are up. You know what? I'm going to do the same thing he did. I'm going to get the closest motherfucker to me and I'm going to stab him with my longsword. Okay. Uh, this would be, it looks like one of the people might've been from Riverhold that was in the group. Mm. Good. Uh, Ooh, 1921. 21 is a hit. All my damage. All right. D eight. This one. That's going to be a six. Okay. It, he takes it and looks distracted, looks back at you. Um, and starts to go in your direction and sprouts an arrow. Oh. And you look to the, where it came from and you see Lissandra just kind of wink at you. Hey, I just kind of give her a, a kind of like a, a thumbs up, I guess. Just go, eh, awesome. There you go. <laughs> uh, so that happens. We're going to go next to Locke. You're up. A lot going on here. All right. So Locke has a plan. Well, not so much. It's not a good (laughs) plan, but um, it's still a plan. He's actually going to, he's going to head towards the wicker man. Okay. Um, So I picture Locke sort of like pushing through the crowd of people that are in front of him, um, shoving people out of the way with his, his shield and his hammer with his, uh, his sights set on this monolithic thing. And he, his plan is he's going to use a bonus action and he is going to cast Thunderous Smite. Okay. So when I, if I hit the first time you hit with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration, so I have a minute to actually hit (laughs) your uh, weapon rings out with, with thunder that is audible within 300 feet of you and the attack deals an extra 2d6 thunder damage to the target. Additionally, if the target is a creature, it must exceed a strength saving throw or be pushed 10 feet away from you and knocked prone. So the idea basically is Lachanar's sallying forth, and he's going to try to knock the Wicker Man over. I know it's probably not likely, but he's going to try. All right. Um, So Locke holds his hammer aloft, (laughs) and a lightning bolt strikes it from the sky and with a massive swing, you know what? I'm, I'm going to actually use that inspiration point that you gave me. The hero point. Sure. The hero point. And I'm going to uh, roll it twice. So the first attack. Oh, okay. Well, that was a, I rolled a 17. So that would have been a 24. All right. And a 17. (laughs) 24 um i go with the 17 i think that's a good idea and then so i i hit it and i'm gonna roll damage one second so it is a four five two plus seven so 18 damage all right 18 damage and it has a DC 15 strength check to keep from being pushed back 10 feet and knocked prone. It is oddly enough, the very large over 12 foot 
tall, maybe closer to 15, really. Wicker Man is still standing. It takes the blow. <laughs> it it kind of like just gets rocked back almost in shock that something could, you know, impact it so much. <clears throat> and you're seeing like some of the fire where you hit some of the fire snuffed out briefly, but then starts to be on fire again. Now you hit the, so this is fall on. You didn't throw the hammer. You swung it, right? Yeah. I, I walked up and just cracked it with the hammer. As you do, you strike it and the fire touches your arm. This, and it climbs up your arm. Take five points of fire damage. Oof. All right. So that happens. Uh, and so everyone kind of like stops, sees that. And uh, you see from all this that's happening. You're seeing off to the side. Tychus comes running up, looking, making a beeline for you is intercepted by a short, very stocky, very pissed off bald dwarf. <laughs> and it looks like they're now tied up in hand to hand combat. Uh, we go from, let's see that to, um, that was luck. And then we go to Finn. Finn, you are up, sir. Okay. I want to hit something. No, there's, there's plenty of targets. You have ghouls um, running around. You have some of people you may have known from the river jacks. You even see some of the other side, the wardens from them. They're almost like ranger knights from Riverhold. Uh, are in this. They've sided with the blight. Whoa. And nice. there's this very large flaming wicker man as well. Is Locke the only one fighting the giant wicker man? Or is it also... Currently. How close am I to it? <laughs> You're probably within 20 feet now. I really doubt Toll of the Dead will do anything to this dude. And I'm also too far away. Um, well, you still have movement. No, wait, no, Remember, I'm you close. can get closer if you like. You said it was 20 feet away from me? 20 feet, yeah. I think you have 30 feet of movement, if I remember correctly. I have uh, action range is 60 feet. I'm going to go ahead and try to give uh, Locke a, a, a one-up on the dude and cast Toll of the Dead. If this fuck, I, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to work on them. Well, yeah, only one way to find out. All right. So Toll the Dead, you go ahead and cast that out from 60 feet. So you point at the creature. And once again, you hear this large tolling of a bell. And it turns kind of like it's cocking its head almost to like listen for something. And but it doesn't seem to phase it as much. Do uh, roll a one, roll a D eight, please. Eight. All right. So it takes it and it just kind of like it shakes its head from it, like it's a buzzing in its ear. But it did it did hurt it because you see the you see the flames around it kind of uh, almost like not snuff out, but part of it kind of like looks like it's, it's like, you know, stiff wind or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it shakes its head and then looks down at now looking down at both you and lock. Okay. Uh, with that, we're going to go to the top of the round. It is now it's the big bads turn. The wicker man looks down at you and it seems like the fires grow larger on it. 
And it's about to, st- it looks like it's pulling back to try to strike at Locke or maybe Finn, maybe both with this huge arm when this flash of white lightning hits it from the north. And it turns to look at the three witches who are all holding hands and they're just looking at him and smiling. And there's like this cloud brewing above their heads. And the wicker man looks over and goes, You dare. I am a god now. And it just lashes out with the arm. You see this fire extend out of it and strike the three witches. Uh, I'm going to need a lot of dice. Hold on a second. Oh, no. Oh, shit. How many D10? I don't have enough dice. (laughs) They are completely enveloped in this green flame, and they start screaming in unison as they're writhing in this flame. And he just looks over How's that for power, witches? And that's what it's able to do this round. So you have at least one more round that it doesn't have its full attention on you folks. We go next to Pocket. Maybe that will change. Oh, boy. Um, How close am I to Boink and Doomer? Um, Boink and Doomer are probably about 50 feet away at this point. In my... And it looks like there is an almost a wrestling match with this warped treant. Okay. Um, I'm going to start running toward them. I'm, my walking speed is 25 feet, so I can get halfway to them. Um, and If you're running... But that's the only thing you're going to be able to do. If you want to run, you can double that. Mm, I don't want to double it because I want to. I'm going to actually help them out okay. best I can. You can get that. You can get 25 feet closer. Um, um, I will say. Let me just roll a couple things here. So you're going through. You're dodging. You're ducking under people. You're jumping over. There's people falling down. Oh, oh. oh. So there is one of them nearly hits you and you think some of you think that feather that you had mm-hmm. just got split in two and some of your hair went with it. Ugh. I'm sad about it. I haven't seen the, the bird so, in the battle. It could so. have been worse. It could have been worse. Um, when I get to my spot where I stop, I take aim at the tr- at the end and to cast produce flame and throw it at it. Okay. Go so ahead. I roll a nine. That is a miss. I figured. Hey, it's worth a shot. It was worth a shot. All right. With that, we go to Carl. You're up next. So I think my talents are uh, more suited for up in the trees shooting arrows at shit. Uh, where is Lysandria? Yeah. Lysandria is probably about 12 feet behind you to the right. Up in the no, tree? No, no, she's... No, she's back. But she actually is looking like she's scaling one of the, um, one of the hinges. 
can I make my way towards her? Sure. So I can, we can both, you know, like sure. work together. I'll allow that. Perfect. All right. Uh, is that going to take a turn for me to get to? You're able to get up there very quickly. She sees you and she starts, she takes, she's already has a rope out and is throwing it up. Looks like she's got a grappling hook and she's trying to find purchase in it. She finally gets purchased and it's a go. You first. Hell yeah. All right. Um, so I will say that you're able to, uh, I'm not going to give you a climb check because it's a rope. You know, you're familiar with climbing trees is nothing. You've actually, you're just going, you're scaling up this hinge, um, this, uh, uh, standing stones, uh, pretty easily with a grappling hook. So I'll, I'll say that you're able to get up and top and ready yourself for next action or your, when you see your turn again, you can, uh, fire when ready. All right, perfect. All right, so with that, we go to Lockinar. All right. <clears throat> um, I'm still focused on the Wicker Man specifically. I, right. This is a large creature, well, thing, and uh, he's doing his best to keep it occupied from others. But I know it sort of, it turned its attention, its, its attention towards the witches. Is that correct? It did, but then it finished and looks like it's, it's slowly moving its head back towards you. Um, all right. So Locke has two spell slots left. Um, how, how, how's the tide looking? Like how, how are, how are my allies looking? Not good. Honestly, quick assessments. You're seeing a number of them drop with the villagers. There's probably, you've seen a a number of them fall already. Uh, you've, you see, for instance, at your left, you just uh, Brian Biddle be swarmed by three ghouls and just taken down and screaming. And there's just screaming and blood. Um, okay. Locke is going to use, because we had the rest, right? Yes, you did. Locke is going to channel divinity as a bonus action. As he's done it before, he's done champion challenge, which basically makes it so each creature of my choice within 30 feet have to focus on me if they fail uh, a wisdom save. Um, I'm going to do Locke's second option, one that I have not done yet. And this one is called Turn the Tide. As a bonus action, each creature of your choice within 30 feet regains 1d6 plus 3 hit points, but has no more than half its XP. Okay. So... Locke will quickly look around and see his comrades and throwing his hammer to his chest in a salute, he will briefly dip his head in concentration and he will heal those around him for uh, hell yes. Nine hit points. Not a lot, but wow, I know some no. of these guys are level zero villagers, so that's like double yeah. their hit points. <laughs> you were seeing some people that were just struck down, picking up spear again, and rejoining the fray. You were seeing in some ways it looks like he literally has turned the tide, and some of them are now striking out with renewed energy. And there seems to be almost like a... uh, there. There's a phalanx maneuver going on to try to make sure that you are protected and going after the wicker man now. 
and other people are trying to fight off. And it looks like it was mainly you were just going to be engulfed by the swarm. Uh, Not only that, but as you're going through, you notice a fog just comes up quickly on the ground as especially a number of the ghouls are then struck hard by a number the general who is leading a number of the faceless soldiers right into them because the ghouls cannot do anything to harm uh or you know they don't have any special abilities that could affect these undead and is it is it, yeah, it kind of like uh lord of the rings when the army of the the ghost army just starts just wave over them the enemies just like pretty this much pretty ethereal much wave yeah pretty much and you're just seeing them attacking everything in their path and the ghouls they're not routed but they're now it's almost like wait a minute something we can't hurt that bad this isn't flesh doesn't taste like flesh so the, the, the ghouls are now being tied up there still is a lot going on but it seems like indeed the tide may be turning uh, there's still the Etten fighting the Treant over there. There's a number of things going on where uh, it looks like there are some of the river former river jacks and the two turncoats are still surviving from uh, the Haven Guard. And there's others out there, like some of the hunters, not all of them have succumbed to a lot of the attacks from the witches, oh, the witches minions and the villagers. But it seems like before there's a balance again. So very well timed. I got to give you, I'll give you kudos for that. Not a hero Excellent. point, but kudos. <laughs> I appreciate that. So that, that was my, uh, my sweat, my uh, bonus action. All right. And so I see this and I, I am going to look at the wicker man. And as I see my companions and, my allies fighting for not just their lives, but for their, their families, their homes. I point my hammer at the wicker man and I cast compelled duel using one of my last two spell slots and they must make a wisdom saving throw. If they fail for the duration, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against any other creature except me and must make a wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move away from me by 30 feet okay it's uh this witch hunter's been around for a while he's not exactly you know he's not exactly unwise let's see what happens oh son of a <laughs> natural two yes <laughs> you just see wow. it he goes little haven god your time is nigh. Okay. So that was your full action, if I'm correct? That was my full action. All right. Finn, we're now up to you, sir. What you want to do? Um, I'm just going to start attacking whatever's close to me then. Well, stuff all around. The closest to you to, is actually the Wicker Man at this point. Oh, cool. Sick. Um, all right. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and attack him okay. with my booming blade. All right. Let's see what I can do with that. Um, okay. So let's see if I hit the guy. <laughs> Does an 11 hit? 11 
does not hit. Oh, wait. Hey. Shoot, yes, it does. No it's shit. It's a big-ass wicker man. So kind of hard to miss. It's like, oh. you know, bar- broadside of the barn, the wicker man. They're right up together. Okay. Okay, Benji. Benji, okay. Um. All right, That's so I'm name. just going to going to do the uh, good old woman blade. That is what is that? When hit targets will they roll? 1d8, there it is. Thunder damage. Right? So you're rolling damage on that, right? Yeah, that's 1d8, right? Yeah, 1d8. Let's see, plus, for you... Plus, plus four? Plus four, yeah. Plus four. Nine. All right, nine. As you do that, you strike in, and you're feeling it connect. Green flame travels up your arm and sears you for five points of damage. Excuse me, four points of damage. Sick. Oofa, oofa. All right. Wait, hold on. The, sorry, I forgot about the... Three extra temp health points that Pocket gladly gave me. So you're only down one. Hey, very cool. Um, all right. So we go to top of the round. Now these, the witches are still just wrapped in this green miasma over here. Crackling eldritch energy and green fog looks like, and they're still screaming. Uh, Pocket, you notice something coming in from, looks like, up the hill in the west. It kind of stands out for me. You almost think it's that, it's the assistant who was, well, who burned alive in the wicker man. But it's an older man, has his hair, his white hair is tied back into a ponytail. And he's wearing a little bit longer and a much more threadbare, multicolored jacket. On it with an old beat up buckler and a rusty axe at his side. And it looks like he's holding this something. It looks like that you can make just make out the totems wrapped up in twine together. And it almost seems to be pulsing. And he sits here, he's just looking intently at the wicker man and he's whispering quietly. Someone needs to tell him about his son. All right. Well, if you want to go do that, that's your that's you know your prerogative. No, uh, not not now. There's a battle going on. You do see something. You see his eyes look red, and there's tears coming down his tree, his cheeks, and he is looking with utter and complete hatred at the wicker man. Um, the that happens there. The um, so let's see if first of all I'm going to attack. All right, the treant just knocks the Etten down to one knee, just pounding on the Etten. Uh, another thing you're seeing is a couple. One of the red caps just went down under. It looks like a number of the river jacks took it out. Uh, the which is yeah, they're still they're still caught in that. And let's see if the wicker man notices. Uh, okay, that's eighteen perception. The wicker man looks down and past you, Lachanar. And just looks down. He notices his eyes just flare up with flame. And you hear him just roar out. 
me you old coward and from behind you probably about 10 feet you hear a voice i am finally atoning for my sins what's more you killed my boy you son of a bitch and starts chanting loudly um the wicker man in turn is disadvantage right that for Frank, that was disadvantage on any attacks. Correct. It, it so disadvantage on any attacks as well as they have to make a wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move to a space that is more than thirty feet away from me. If it's within thirty feet, then it doesn't matter. Well, it's he's got a long reach. He steps almost right on top of you, thinking he's going to stomp on you. Barely, you move to the side and avoid it. It did make the uh, wisdom saving throw. Let's roll two dice. A 19 and a 15. 15 would be 25 to hit. And you just see it strike Craven, slams it, and you just see Craven fly and hit one of the stones and go down a crumpled heap. That's what happened. That's what it does on its turn. Then we go to Pocket. How far am I from Craven? You went 25 feet up. I'd say you're probably about 35, almost 40 feet behind behind it by now. Because uh, I said about 30 feet, 30 feet now. About 30 feet. Yes, sir. Um, okay, I run up to him. And right. five feet is within touching distance. I'm going to have to check a lot of people. You got here. very lucky. <laughs> I just rolled four attacks on you and the highest I got was a seven. Oh. Um. I, I kneel down and check to see if he's living. His breathing is shallow, but it's there. Um, okay, as a bonus like action, he is, not, he is not long for this world. As a bonus action, I'm going to use one of my fonts of health. Only one. So I'll roll a single d6. Which gives him six points of health and one temporary health point. You, you see him just kind of <gasps> gasp. He looks around like, what's going on? Looks at you, looks up, and you seem to spit a goblet of blood. He nods and shakily gets to his feet and starts chanting again. And I say, I, I at this point, I'm going to, um, I'm going to listen. <coughs> um, Sorry, I'm coughing. I'm going to listen to what the chant is and see if I can recognize it or at least memorize it a little bit in case he gets killed. You're picking up some words. Some of them almost seem to. Do you have uh, do you. Do you speak draconic? No. There's a lot of hissing and like roars and things that should not be coming out of a human's mouth right now. Uh, but you see him, you're able to pick up some of it, probably about half of it. I'd say you just see him kind of look down and he takes a deep breath and goes, watch over me. I'll do what I can. Um, and I just ready my shillelagh in case anyone comes within five feet of him. Okay. Um, I'm going to swing it as soon as they, they run up. You're going to swing. All right. 
And we go next to Carl. You are up now on one of the uh, one of the monoliths, the, the standing stones, and you have a wealth Perfect. of oppor- so, of targets here. <laughs> I was that's what I was going to ask. What's what what's around me? Kind of paint the All picture right. for me now. That you I've were moved. seeing utter chaos. So you're seeing once again. There's just like mm. it, literally almost to you. It's hard to make out friend from foe at first. You're looking around going, uh, okay, there's that over there. Okay, there's some ghouls over there. The one thing that they can stand out, there's the treant in the distance. But more than anything else, the target that's probably the easiest for you to attack, broadside of the barn, would technically be the uh, Wicker Man. I mean, there's other targets you can hit as well. That's probably the easiest. You hearing behind you as well is Lissandria has now climbed up and is readying her bow. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to, I want to go after the Wicker Man, but I feel like my singular longbow, like with no magical anything, will do anything to this creature. You uh, you don't know, it may or may I not. I try, you know what, I'm going to try it out. Let's, let's see okay. what happens. All right. Uh, does a 17, 17 hit. hits very well. Ooh, yeah. All right. And nine. Nine? Okay. Uh, it takes that. It disappears, and it seems like the arrow just, like, the arrow hits, and it flares up into fire, but you see it just kind of, like, jerk for a moment and then look up towards the stones at you and just its eyes narrow. So it did seem like it affected it. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's that's something. Uh, it doesn't seem to be on death's door. By just so you guys, from where all of you looking at it, it, doesn't seem like it's you know like dragging its feet or anything. But it's, it's being hurt. Yeah. You figure because it's noticing okay. when it's taking these hits. It just doesn't seem to be as effective as it could be. Your best, if you were to judge it, it's not like that. Should have done more. Uh, we go next to, uh, let's see, that would be Locke. You are up, sir. All right. Uh, Locke has his last spell slot that he is going to expend, and he is going to cast Divine Smite. Okay. On the Wicker Man. Gotcha. So if, if it hits, I can expend my last slot. So I got uh, 15. 15 hits. Excellent. All right. So I got five, six, one, plus seven. 19, if I'm correct. That is correct. All right. And that's radiant damage. Okay. <laughs> um, this hits... And you're seeing for a moment the fl- the fires kind of flicker. The green fire flickers for a moment. By the way, take another three points of damage. Oh, sorry. No, five points of damage. Sorry. Got it. So as the flame goes up your arm again. But it's you're seeing some of the... What it seemed before the green flame wasn't actually burning the Wicker Man. Now it looks like the smite has and part of it's smoldering. Interesting. Excellent. All right, so it definitely takes a fit. It looks directly at you again, and once again, you have its full attention. Uh, for good or ill. Finn, you're up next. Did the monster try to move? 
Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do some damage for me, if you would, please. Okay, it won't be enough to kill it, I think, but... Yeah, uh, it's, it's something. We're chipping away. Chip, chip, chip. Ha-ha! One! Mighty one. All right. And then I'm going to just keep hitting him again with the, the boom and blade. Okay. All right, so... Uh, Usually you're supposed to call that beforehand, but I'm going to let it, yeah, I'm going to let it pass. No big deal. So Booming Blade's back on. All right. So we go next to back up to the top. Wait, hold on. One sec. Sorry. So when I cast, when I first did the Booming Blade, the initial one last time, there's the, what is it? If it moves from that point. Oh, no, you only did an attack. Sorry, you still have your attack. I apologize. Sorry, you were doing damage and I automatically got in that hole, you know. That's okay. I got you. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hit the guy again. Okay. I got a four. Never mind. Um, that will not hit. Not even the broadside of the barn, unfortunately. Yeah. The broadside of the wicker man. Uh, we go then up to the top again. See how it's prophetic about this. Actually, uh, we go back up to the top. That's the story I'm sticking to. And uh, it looks like the tide is starting to turn back in favor of uh the wicker man, the, 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 the witch hunters minions, uh, more people are falling or more people are starting to back off. And especially because now the wicker man just seems that he's flailed around. They saw that happen. They're like, Oh boy. So, um, the only ones that are really seeming to just to keep striking through are the faceless at this point, but you're seeing scarecrows that are now burning up. You're seeing a number looks like almost like dryads that have actually burned to a crisp. Uh, and others, you know, villagers all have gone down wounded to this point. The witches are still writhing in this green eldritch flame and screaming. And we are going to the wicker man. Uh, let's see how it happens first. I'm going to roll a die against the Wicker Man and a certain old fart. The Wicker Man got a 19, natural 19. The old fart got a natural 20. No lie. Should I turn those around, actually? So, one's going to act first. The old man Craven starts shouting the words out now, whatever these strange hissing, just almost roaring sounds coming out of his mouth as he finally completes. And he takes the bundle of talismans and thrusts it out in front of him. And you see this blinding white light thrust out of it into the wicker man. It hits him and the wicker man just kind of stops and looks down. (laughs) is that all you've and that's when it happens the green flame slowly starts to fade back to a normal orange color and you just say he just looks down everyone's kind of looking like kind of stops because everyone just this happens and everyone kind of just stops and looks over at the wicker man. The wicker man, however, turns and looks at the three witches who are no longer surrounded in a green eldritch flame. They are standing 
and staring daggers at the wicker man and are once again clasping hands. This time, though, there is no storm cloud over them, and they start chanting together. Frangus non flectus. Frangus non flectus. Frangus non flectus. And with that, the wicker man truly starts to burn. No, no. What is this? You, you can't. I am a god. Do you not understand? What has, what have you done to me? And in the quiet that follows, you just hear a very weak voice. Pocket is right next to you. <coughs> oh, Wilhelm, it's very simple. <coughs> you see, my old friend, you are powerless. <laughs> and the old man passes. The wicker man, still aflame, brighter than ever, now goes into a rage and attacks you, Locke. And a natural four is going to miss you, Locke. I don't think a 14 hits. It does not. Locke has 19. And it just crashes down, and you almost hear like the ground cracking underneath it. as you It, it, it goes to your very right. You can even feel the flames. But this time the flames aren't touching you like they were when it was green before, traveling up your arm, even though it's that close by. Pocket, we now go to you. Um, he dead dead? Oh, he dead dead. Yeah. Um, He's pining for the fjords, if you will. If you will. Um, but the Wicker Man is still aflame, so my fire's oh, not going to do anything to it. He's yeah, he he's the uh, he's a toasty right now. He's quite mo- he's quite uh, alive and quite flaming. Okay, question again: How close am I to Doink and Boomer? Sorry, Boink and Doomer. Yeah, Boink and Doomer, please. Boink and Doomer. Uh, you are about thirty feet away from where you were before, so you're. 30, 25, about 55 feet away from them. 55? 55, yeah. Um, are they still entangled with the... It looks like now they're starting to get the upper hand because they are they are uh, punching it. They've got a hold of one of the arms. They keep punching it and they're taking turns going and saying, got wood, got wood, got wood, got wood. <laughs> um, okay, I'm... I do have a plan. I really have had a plan this whole time. And I'm going to just start running that way again. And um, I'll make it 25 feet and toss another um, fire at the... Produce flame. Okay. Thank you. That. So I'm tossing at the end. Right. And does a 22 hit? A 22 hits it dead in the face. For oh seven damage. Okay, let's just say that fire is not their friends and will react accordingly, and it starts roaring. And it's as it's being punched. Still, it's uh, it's trying to like you know bat the the fire away from it. 
And it's like going, it's like the, the, the Etten just keeps punching even through the flame. Boom, boom, boom. So that was your plan to set the Ent on fire? No, my plan has not come to fruition yet. Oh, I'm I'm interested to see what happens here. All right. So from there we go to Carl. You are up next. Yes. Uh so yes, the wicker man is still going fairly strong. Fairly strong, but uh, looks almost frenzied. Almost in fear. Well then now's now's the time to fucking strike. Uh longbow time, once again. Do, 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 do. Whoo, that's 18. 18 hits. Roll damage, please. And uh, that's 10. 10 points, all right. It hits. Mm-hmm. It seems like it is a solid hit this time. It's still the arrow burns up, but you could see it jerk, uh, like jerk reaction to the arrow hitting, like wincing. Hell yeah. Uh, we then go to Lachanar. You're up. Locke will press the attack and he he's going to to move up and he's actually going to try attacking the uh the legs of the wicker man to try bringing it down to the ground. Okay. And, and he will swing his hammer at one of its knees. You are joined uh, in this. Oh. Bordenak who is going after the other knee. Oh, awesome. Uh tw- 21 to hit. Ooh, nice. That is a hit. Let's see how uh Okay, two hits. You roll damage. You roll damage. Max damage, 15. All right. Between you and your dwarf mentor, it is almost like some of the the, the different, like, uh, trials and training you've done before. It's you both kneecap this thing on each side. It's like he trained you because he had a lot. He trained you a lot about how to fight giants. And some of this is taking over for you now. It's almost here. You're going through the repetition and both kneecap it. And you just see the thing buckle. It's still standing, but it's staggering now as you just almost, you take a big chunk of the knee out. Good. And it looks like Blordenak probably did the same, the same on the side. And it's still standing. It's staggering now. And it's just roaring in pain. Uh, we go from there to Finn. You are up. I'm just going to attack. Do the okay. same thing that um, just help out Blordenak and, and Locke. And Locke, just so you know, Fly Fire did not travel up your arm this time. Oh, something that uh, Mr. Craven Sr. did, I assume. Well, whatever turned it from green back to a normal color seems to be affecting it now. But that was pretty much your th- figuring is the chanting witches. Ah, true. All right. So what you got for me, Finn? Um, are, are we doing damage for the uh, the, the the last, the previous? Yeah, uh, I, I'm just saving for your turn. Okay. Do you want me to do that for? Yeah, go ahead, do do the, the, go ahead and do the damage first. The 1d8. Got it. So that's ah, a one again. <laughs> wow, you were, you were, well. You're consistent. You're consistent. Yeah. And so I'm going to go to try and hit again. I'm going to get an eight. You you, you rolled an eight to hit this yeah. time. So, yeah. AJ, welcome to the broadside of the barn armor class. It has an AC of eight. Oh, yay. It's okay. not exactly like a nimble creature we're talking about here. Gotcha. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. All right, so 1d8 going, plus 4. A little behind the curtain here, green curtain. <laughs> 10. All right, 10. It's, you stab this thing, and it's just, it's just like it's getting hit by all these different blows, and it's just trying to react to each one of them. And it's just thrashing about. It seems like the the blows are like coming out more wild. Uh, it looks like it had struck something before. Um, as it goes to strike, it takes both of its arm. It strikes out, and it hits a number of the swipes away a number of the faceless soldiers. And this is at the top around, and then it's it it did was able to strike them aside, even with a disadvantage. And Locke, you have its att- full attention for the other arm. AC twenty. That's a hit. You feel this massive, like um, almost a log, like tied logs together, hits you and just knock you off of your feet. Well, we'll give it. Give me a strength check, please. All right. Uh, strength check or save? I mean, it's the same, but yeah. Uh, save. Uh, eleven. Okay, eleven. Okay, you stagger and fall to one knee because this thing just knocked you back for fifteen hit points. Oh. But all right, how are you doing there? Uh, not ideal. <laughs> let's let's put it that way. Lock lock is if someone were to guess, probably down to about a third of his life. Really? Yeah. If if we had to put numbers on it. All right, so that happens on their attack. It seems to be the battle right now. It's the um, just so you know, it seems like the treant is a lot of burning wood pulp at this point. The end has definitely gotten the upper hand. The, the it's still stirring the end, but it's still on fire now. Um, it's slowly going out, but it does not look good. Uh, pocket, it's your turn. Um, you said that the end is gaining the upper hand. No, no, no. The, the Etten is gaining the upper oh, hand. The, okay, cool. The it's it's smashing in. You you can barely tell. Well, he's, you know, the ants you could see where their face was in the tree. That face is becoming very unrecognizable now. Okay, so I um, run up the rest of the way to the um, to the boys, mm-hmm. and um, say, "I need you to throw me." They both kind of stop for a moment, look down, the heads look at each other and goes, Oh, right, baby, man. Aim at the wicker man's head. I'm sorry, come again? Aim at the wicker man's head. Okay, that was me saying that. And now, oh, uh, they both say, oh, sorry, come again. <laughs> come again. Aim at the wicker man's head. Oh, dee Pulls back, you know, hold, puts you up and very gently in one of the hands and pulls back the arm, throws, and. Oh, that's successful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, okay. So is this counting as my action or if I. Mm, uh, that's just your movement and they <laughs> threw you. That's their action as far as I'm concerned. Okay. I'm, assume- I'm liking. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm assuming I'm going to be at disadvantage if I try to hit it, but I still have an inspiration. 
All right. So that would just leave me at a regular roll attack roll, right? Inspiration, yeah. This, uh, yeah, I, I'll go into leave you a regular attack roll. Okay, so I'm gonna swing my shillelagh at its head. Okay. I do know that a 19 hits. A 19 does hit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right. I have I have a couple ideas here. So uh, go ahead and roll damage. Uh, how does an eight do? Eight damage hits. Now I'm going to just say, at the velocity that you are going <laughs> with the shillelagh, that it's going to do a little bit more damage to it. So I'm going to say, eight turns into sixteen. However, you fall and you take as hitting it, you take eight damage okay. and take another four damage from the fall. I can deal with that. So it's bam, you hit, boom, 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 full down. And it reels back. It's almost like the David and Goliath thing going on, except you were the stone in the, in the sling. <laughs> so, okay. Um, yeah, that's ballsy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, we go to Carl. You and uh, Lissandria are both lined up for shots. Lissandria. Shot. Fuck. Misses. And she almost misses. Almost impossible for her to miss. I rolled a two. Well, I'll, I'll give her kind of a look. Not annoyed, but just kind of like a ooh, sort of. Yeah. She's. Uh, she's <laughs> cursing an elven. Well, then I'll I'll kind of nudge her and be like, "Well, watch this. I'm going to do the same thing I've okay. been doing." <sighs> Does a nine, nine hit? Hits. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's AC is eight. Well, I'd say the barn. Oh, hey, I rolled an eight. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. All right, you mm-hmm. were seeing. It just reels back with this. It's like it hit right into the eye, and it's just like grabbing towards the eye now. Like it's blinded, but in one eye, and it's like, die, all of you die, purge and flame. Then I'll I'll look over to her and nudge her again, be like, hey, 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 do you see that? See what I did? I hit it. She just, she actually, you know, she's got, she's kind of grim looking, but then I, I side eyes you and like, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we go to uh, Lachanar. You are up. You've been, you're on one knee, not prone, but you're on one knee. Just say that it was a huge blow you took. Lock will. He'll press his advantage. He has to do what he has to do. He's hurting, but he also knows that all of his comrades and allies are hurting as well. So, you know, they're still fighting. So why should he stop? And he will press his attack on the knee. All right. So you're going to do that. As you do that, you see a silhouette against this fire. A very large reptilian individual. Mm. Dragonborn looming up in front of you. As you go to as, as you're charging in the knee, you see the thing buckle down 
this the dragonborn as there is a short and squat individual with a hammer now beating on it. <laughs> I never like you anyway. <laughs> Take his tail. I hear they grow back. Fight <laughs> <laughs> <Right> on it. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'll I'll see this and I'll I'll move past Blordnack taking care of Tychus and and swing towards the uh, the Wicker Man and I I got a right. fifteen. Fifteen hits. No damage, and please. That is going to be eleven damage. You swing at the knee and it cracks under the pressure, and it you see everyone just stops as you hear this. No. As the fire goes out and the wicker man falls. As a rather distraught and confused witch hunter stands up. And looking around. That happens on your turn. It's probably about 10, it was near the, he was near the bonfire. So probably about 10, 15 feet away from where you, Blordenak and, and uh, Finn are. Finn, it's your turn. So is it like, it's up? The wicker man has gone down. You see the flames just extinguish as this falls to the ground with a huge crash. And you see, you're hearing the scream, not echoed, but is continued by Wilhelm the Witch Hunter, now back in his own body. How's he looking? Doesn't look great. He's got like this green ichor coming out of his mouth, his eyes, and he looks like he's something you haven't seen before. He looks scared. Um, we're still on initiative? Yeah, it's your turn. I'm going to make my way towards him. All right. It's only about 15 feet away. And then just hold my blade to him and just kind of wait to see who else will join me in that. I don't think I'm going to. Are you going to. I'm ready in action just in case. Ready in action? Like, scares me. Like, jumps up. Like, "Ah, poke him in the eye. Um, So, what is your action going to be? If. Something happens, you do something. Kick him in the face. <laughs> it's a little bit high of a kick. He's rather tall. Oh, so he's like standing. Oh, he's he's ground? stand. Yeah, he's, he's he got up. Oh. And just like so, he's he's up. Where are the witches? The witches are. They've stopped chanting and they're just staring directly at him. I'm just gonna shove him towards him. Just like you go to. You go to shove him. Mm-hmm. He pulls back and takes out a rather large axe. A real axe. Mm-hmm. A big one. Nice. What's he do with the axe? He looks like he's prepared to strike you with it. Okay, well. Um, so was that my action, shoving him? Or can I do something a little? You know what? I want to say I want to say that as a movement. Like you, I'll, I'll let you go and have a mo- uh, an attack if you want. Okay. I'm a kind of benevolent. Yeah. Going to swing for the fences with yet another booming blade. 
Finn Booming Blade Gallows. Oh, Lord, he has a nickname now. That is a natural 20. To hit. All right. And roll then... damage. What about the last one? The previous Booming Blade. Keep forgetting the about it. previous no. one when you didn't hit? No, the last, the last one I got an 8 on. Oh, yeah. The one before on that, that I didn't hit. But that one I got an 8. Ah, forget it. Whatever. Um, that was on a Wicker Man. That was on a Wicker Man. So this, he's going to be taking with a plus four, nine damage. Nine damage. So that's a plus four. What did you roll on the die? Five. Five. So, um, so he's plus four. So yeah, uh, double your die. You want me to do it again? Okay. Just double. Yeah. Roll two. Do I just... Add the die. Add, add four mm-hmm. to it. Add it. Okay, so that's seven. So seven plus your four, right? That's sixteen. Okay, sixteen. So he pulls back the axe. You duck down and are able to skewer him right in the abdomen. Uh, and it's now profusely leaking green ichor. Ew, gross. All right. Uh, we now go up to. Top of the round. And it looks like Wilhelm is going to now take a strike at you. What's your armor class? Does that 18 hit? Uh, I believe so. Yes, it does. All right. Let's see. I statted him out before. Uh, the just swipes uh, swipes down at you with the axe and it goes across your chest uh through your leather armor for eight points of damage Ooh, fadufa. all right we're good so far we're good and you see him like once again he's just he's just you know his eyes almost seem unfocused and he's just drooling this green ichor out of his mouth as he's just spitting it out and goes I still have my teeth, boy. And uh, with that, we go to... All right, that. um, It seems now that the Ent is uh, no longer a growing concern. Uh, Some of the ghouls have started to pull back, but they are being routed by, once again, uh, the general and his soldiers. Uh, Things seem to be turning back in your direction. Uh, we go to Pocket. You are up. You are prone, mind you, because, well, you were a living cannonball. <laughs> a gnome cannonball, not a human cannonball. So, uh, but you're probably, you see all this happen, and about 20 feet away from you is, it looks like now the witch hunter is back in his own body and is fighting Finn. Uh, we'll take my whole round to stand up. Standing up will take half your movement. I see Finn right in front of him. I'm going to cast entangle a bit behind him uh so it's just getting the witch hunter not yeah Finn. yeah okay go ahead uh that is a strength save of 13 bloody hell yeah you got it i rolled a two all right he has uh i mean good for you <laughs> he <laughs> um he it turns ground into difficult terrain and will be restrained until the spell ends. Okay. 
uh, creatures restrained by the plants can use an action to make a strength check every against a spell on, on every turn. If it's a success, it frees itself. All right. Got it. Okay. So that happens. And uh, you said he's restrained. Am I correct? Yes. All right. Okay. Oh, perfect. All right. We go up next to, let's see. That was pocket. Oh, Carl, you're up. Yes. So the witch hunter is tangled up, right? Tangled up, but still moving, can still attack. Um, and is back in his own body. Mm. I still, I want to, I want to aim for him. Go ahead. Now that he's kind of slowed down oh, yeah. a little bit. Do you have a accurate target? You just aim for that big hat. <laughs> uh, 15. 15 is a hit right now. Woohoo. All right. Uh, six. All right, six points. Boom! You just see the arrow go in the side, and he's just you see green coming out of it and just flowing down from the wound. Uh, we go after that to Lachanar. You're up. Good. Locke is going. He's he's going towards Wilhelm, and he he's you gonna. Can, you can get to him. Yeah, he 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 rushes straight for him, and with a shout, he swings his hammer. Oofa doofa nine. Roll a nine. It's even with the. Uh, uh, okay, even even though he's entangled, he's able to stop. He seems disoriented. He's entangled, but still, he just is able to block with his axe, your strike, and turn it aside. Damn. Uh, we go to from there to Finn. I think I'm gonna. Go ahead and uh, do a uh, burning hands on his face. On his face. All right. I got. All right. I gotta make a dexterity. Okay, that's it. These dice are retired. Failed the dexterity save. Looking for my d6. Roll it three times. Seven. Thirteen. Thirteen. You just see him engulfed in flames. He's like, ah! Uh, he's looking, not looking so hot right now. He's green, just seeping out a little over underneath this. He's burned. He's got arrow in him. He's just got all sorts of problems right now. He's leaking. Uh, he's, he's, he's leaking. Um, from there, we go up to the top of the round. And you just see him looks at both of you. Blight take you all. And he is going to strike out. I'm going to just make this even across it. One to two is lock. Three to four is Finn. Roll to one. Lock after you. 22 to hit. 22 hits. Um, eight points of damage. Oof. All right. How you doing there? Lock is down. 
to three hit points. Jesus. All right. Um, Luck is only mostly dead. Mostly to Blade. Uh, We go to Pocket at 12. Um, Since I'm using a concentration spell, I just walk up to him. um, Not breaking concentration. Right. Okay. And uh, I just look at the others and I say to him, I say, it's it's over. Give up. No, 30 years, 30 years I've waited for this. Never. I will purge all the sinners. So, yeah, that's his answer. Um, um, actually, I've decided to drop the concentration, and I'm going to hit him in the face of my shillelagh, because fuck this guy. All right, go ahead and uh, roll to hit. <laughs> 19. 19 hits. Nine damage. Your shillelagh, as you swing, it hits with a crack. He notices now he's out of the um, out of the the the, um, the entanglement, and he like looks up. He's ah, and right in the, right it looks up right into the face as a shillelagh smacks him, and it looks like it may have broken his jaw. Uh, but he's still standing now. He's just like screaming incoherently in rage. Um, looks a little bit more, even more disoriented. And it's once again, you see this green ichor just flowing out of the wound and then there's out of his mouth and the jaw. Now uh, we go to up next is Carl. I'm going to do it again. Do it again. I'm going to do it again. Let's see. Ooh, uh, da, da, uh, eight, oh, 20. Ha! Natural 20 or just 20? Uh, just 20. Okay, I got a, 20. a 12, gotcha. 12 plus 8. Roll me damage. Uh, 9. Yes, you're, you're just, you pull back the arrow. It flies towards him. Just, he's, he's screaming, right through the mouth and out the back ah. of his head. The arrow lodges in there and you just see more of the green acre falling as the body starts to be overcome by this green substance and starts melting away. It's feeding on itself and going into the ground as you see in a few moments, there is nothing but a charred and beaten large hat where he once stood in a pool of festering green filth that is slowly dissipating. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Pidge a high five. Just- and Lissandri is just like, yes! <laughs> um, with that, the minions of the former witch hunter, who would be God, start to withdraw. And the villagers and the minions of the hollow take it, take the fight to them. And it is a complete and total rout. 
the last thing you see is a knight of the Haven Guard, Sylvia Grant, being struck down by a red cap who quickly chops off her foot, runs off saying, I've got her soul. And with that, the battle for the hollow's heart is over. The, I will skip to the next day. It is early in the morning. It is just dawn. And still those who survived the battle are making their way back to their back to home, whether it be in the hollow or whether it be back to Glen Hollow. There are six six people left from your villagers that are alive. Tom Biddle is one of them. His brother, his twin, is dead. Lysandria. Dimitri, with Volk, limping, but still there. And a handful of others. One of two of those individuals, interestingly enough, are Mr. McCormick and his daughter, Bridget. It's a somber progression back into Glen Hollow, but you all finally make it. There's tears, there's rejoicing, and there's fear in what's to come. You all bandage your wounds, try to heal up, take stock of what has happened, but it's over. Until that evening, as it becomes dark, fog starts to creep over the Lockerbie Bridge, followed by the sound of marching militia. Soon in front, where you all have gathered before to seek solace, in front of the inn of the last rest, there is... The general and his faceless soldiers. But with them also is a rather large, two headed giant, number of red caps, dryads, scarecrow, and a couple of treants. Amidst them is also three individuals, the witches of the hollow have now come over the bridge for the first time known ever off over the Felry Bridge and stand at the gates. What do you do? Locke will approach them, I suppose. Okay. So will Carl. Lysandria comes out as well. Blordenak is coming out. He's got his hammer out. Pockets coming too. Okay. 
Finn? Yeah, sure. All right. <clears throat> you hear all of you here in your heads again. Before you bring up arms, the mother says, know this. We come in peace. Maiden then speaks. It was a wonderful battle, full of bloodshed, tears, viscera, all the things I really enjoy. But I will admit, you villagers held your own, as did the heroes of the Hollow. She nods to each one of you. And for this, the mother says, we offer a compromise. She looks at both the maiden and the mother look to the crone. Crone kind of rolls her eyes a bit and says, yes, very well. My sister, she glares at the mother, has pointed out that we need balance again. Many of the sacred sites have been damaged. It'll take years to bring them back in order to restore balance what the Blighted have done, both here and in our hollow. And that is why one of mine asks a favor from one of you. With that, a very large bird, a raven, comes down from the skies and lands and shifts into its other form that you've seen before and walks towards Pocket and gets down on one knee. I have a boon to ask for your mischief. Okay, I'm listening. Tilt its head. Looks at you. The hollow is a grove untended that needs a druid. Glen Hollow needs the same. The one false god has been cast aside. The old ways are needed again, friend Pocket. Will you accept the call for this to be your home? I, uh, I look at the others. Um, and mainly at Locke and say, you found what you were looking for, Locke, and I don't have anywhere else. Locke regards uh, Pocket and smiles and says, I have completed what I must do. My journey is at an end. Your part, you played very well. But this is where our paths divert. And I turn to Carl and Finn and say, It started rocky, but I hope you know that I consider you Family. I'm sorry, who are you? 
Hardy ha ha. <laughs> I'm well, taking back the life points. <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> joke's on you. <laughs> I want that <laughs> gone. gone. <laughs> Quite a bit. It's uh, It was nice, little guy. I appreciate you. Don't you tell anybody else that. I won't. I'll hold it to heart. Take um, me to the, the county. I'm going to go get what's in my eye out. <clears throat> With that, the crone just once again rolls her eyes and goes, very well, very well. <sighs> Such sentiment. And I, so, I, Real quick, I also look back at the bird and say, um, I also seem to have lost the trinket that you gave me. Um, during that battle, it was singed. Um, ah. Might I create a, a new feather, crown? <laughs> takes a, a, a feather out from its left wing this time, plucks it out. Of course, Druid of the Hollow. Thank you. And I put it in. And, uh, and it shifts again to a bird form and takes off. Yes, of course you're going to need help. There's lots of cleaning to do, you know, well, viscera and whatnot at the hollow's heart. So keep in mind, you're going to, and the crone scares you all with a very large, very toothy smile. You're going to need help, Master Pocket. <laughs> I'll help the baby, man. So do I. <laughs> Can we throw you again? Um, we'll talk about it. We'll find a mm-hmm. lake. Eh, right, right. Ooh, bath time. Ooh, I hate bath time. Well, you get the left side. And with that, there is uh, some, a little bit of tensions relieved. And the mother says, once again, still silent, but speaking in all of your heads. Know that... The people of Glenhall have atoned for their sins. They were misled by false promises and wicked words. How many men have fallen before to such things? This is forgiven. We will live in peace with you, if you will with us. And looks around, and the mayor has passed. The rest of the constabulary, except for Lysandria and Tom Biddle, uh, they're gone. Sandria looks around and goes, uh, I guess that's for me to say. We we will honor it. We will honor this truce for the good of all. And all three witches nod. Because then we will take our leave. There is some, the, the maiden says, and says there's some <laughs> unfinished business, but that's, for others of our group to take care of. And with that, you see them all start to receive to recede to the north over Lockerbie Bridge. The last thing you see is a fog drifting behind them. So Pocket has something, has found something here. Interesting enough, Carl, you feel a hand on your arm as you're all watching this happen. And you turn to see Lysandria. 
looking at you, smiling. Did you still wish to stay here? Yes. Yes. After that battle with you, 100%. Because obviously I need to teach you a few things. She just looks up. She Her eyes go kind of large and her brow raises up. Oh, you have some to teach me. Well, of course. Oh, skilled bow mistress. Mm-hmm. Damn right. <laughs> I'd be interested in learning under you then. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, I'm I am 100% staying here so I can I can learn more. I could use the help and the company. She smiles and goes, "Insulator, there's there's much to do." <laughs> uh about that point Finn. Yes, you don't feel a touch in your arm, but you feel a presence behind you. Your your Riverjack senses are tingling. <laughs> <laughs> and in the shadows of one of the, the, the uh, uh, one of the walls of this inn steps out a tiefling who you've seen before. And it's Velos, or whatever he goes by now. He kind of just does a little golf clapping as well, well, well played, sir. I thought you were heading back. <sighs> Oh, I would have, but um, I wanted to see how things played out. And how did they play out? Better than I hoped for. But now there's a lot of work to be done, Mr. Gallows. Yeah. Well, I, I've heard I'm... the news. I've heard the secrets. People are so loose with their lips nowadays after a few drinks. The blight in the river jacks. It could go deep, my friend, which means someone has to remove this taint on our organization. Yes. I can think of no one better than yourself, with, of course, assistance. We don't know how far this goes, but if we want to see the river jacks standing once more on their own two feet, Finn, can you keep a secret? <laughs> Better than you can. Oh, but I have so many to tell you, Apprentice. We've got a long way back home. I'm sure we could... Talk about it on the way. Of course. I'll have the carriage brought around. When you're done talking to your friends, of course. Time is of the essence. Right. Understood. So he goes off to what used to be his general store. Velos, or the Merchant of Secrets, does a full thing in Thieves' Cant. We will take back our guild. As he then draws back off to the to the uh, east, and lastly we come to Locke. Yes. So this all happens. You see them go across, and you see one individual still standing out of the fog as it goes across. But one individual in the fog leaves, 
one individual is at the bridge. It is the general. And even from this distance, you can tell he is looking directly at you. Mm-hmm. He salutes. Locke salutes back. He puts his hammer to his chest. And you hear what should be from a distance away in your head. You hear, you have helped me find honor after all these centuries. I go to rest now. A new general will lead my men. You have my thanks, Lachanar of Avengard. Rest well, General. Lord Nack looks up to you. You heard that too? I did. I'll tell you about the accord him and I struck on our way back home. Hey, we've got a lot of work to do. If Tychus and Sylvia could have fallen, there's no telling how many more of the Haven God might be affected by this All-Father. It seems we have our work cut out for us. It's a good thing we're the best. <laughs> the best of the best, lad. I'll get some provisions together, maybe get a few of those, uh, what do they call the vodka from, uh, from Dimitri, the smith? <laughs> And yes. uh, we can head out soon. I keep on wondering, though, who's supposed to be this general taking over? And he turns around, starts going back, and you're just looking over Lockerbie Bridge. And you see just in the tree line a long, multicolored coat being worn by an old gentleman carrying an ornate staff. Tips his hat to you. And walks into the tree line, followed by the fog. Uh-huh. Aaron's got a new job. And with that, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed the harvest. Woo! Awesome. It was fun. It was good, Benji. Oh, Benji! Woo! Oh, wait, I go. <laughs>